As expected, Senate Republicans blocked debate on the For the People Act, a bill to reform voting rights, campaign finance, redistricting, and government ethics. Today, we discuss what's in the bill and why Republicans are so afraid of it. It's the meeting of the minds. Let's get elevated. It's the meeting of the minds. March 17, 1965, the Voting Rights Act was introduced in Congress. The bill was co-sponsored by Democratic Senate Majority Leader Mike Mansfield and Republican Senate Minority Leader Everett Dirksen, who worked with then-Attorney General Nicholas Katzenbach to draft the bill's language. The bill eventually passed with a vote of 79 to 18 in the Senate and 328 to 74 in the House. On August 6, 1965, President Lyndon Johnson signed it into law with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, and other iconic civil rights activists at his side. The new Voting Rights Act included many provisions that barred policies and practices some states had instituted to limit voting among African Americans and other targeted groups. One of the most important of these provisions required states and local jurisdictions with a history of suppressing voting rights based on race to submit changes in their election laws to the U.S. Justice Department for approval or preclearance. The provision requiring approval proved to be effective in discouraging states and local officials from erecting new barriers to voting and providing communities and civil rights activists with advance notice of proposed changes that might suppress the vote. That was until 2013. When in the case of Shelby County versus Holder, the Supreme Court ruled that Section 4B of the Voting Rights Act was unconstitutional, which freed nine states, mostly in the South, to change their election laws without advanced federal approval. Shortly after, Texas announced that a voter ID law that had been blocked would go into effect immediately and that redistricting maps there would no longer need federal approval. Since President Joe Biden won the election last November, the United States has had to deal with the big lie spewed by former President Donald Trump and his many Republican sycophants that the election was stolen. In retaliation, Republicans have dramatically intensified their campaign to restrict access to the ballot. As of May, 389 restrictive bills have been introduced in 48 states. The For the People Act, which was passed in the House earlier this year by a vote of 220 to 210, was a bill that aimed to advance equity in our political systems, all while dismantling many long-standing inequities that have hindered access and narrowed possible outcomes for a democracy that serves everyone. But this week, Republicans killed the bill before it could be debated with a party-line vote of 50 to 50. So, what was in the bill? And why were Republicans so opposed to it? So there's a lot in that bill, a a whole lot in this uh, Voter uh, for the People Act bill. They talk about campaign financing, redistricting, voter education, access to internet, uh, automatic registration, 
you know, a whole bunch of things. And we all know that Republicans mainly just don't want us to vote because they feel like, you know, most people nowadays are going to vote Democrat because they don't have a platform. But for me, I think um, what also they want to keep intact is that uh, campaign financing, because when that when the Supreme Court ruled in the Citizen United versus the FEC, the federal. um, The federal commission, the federal elections commission, it invalidated the fact that corporations weren't able to to. Donate to these campaigns just with, you know, without any limits or even without uh, revealing who they are. So, you know, when they said that corporations are free speech, that just flooded it in. And I think that it helps the Republicans more because uh, these companies are lobbying for things. You cannot sit here and think that when they are putting all this money into these candidates to win elections, that they're not putting their own agenda. And so what the For the People Act is saying is that that's not giving um, um, Americans an even footing into electing who they think would do best for them. These corporations are flooding in millions and millions of dollars. Uh, Us normal people want a Bernie Sanders or whoever it is that we would like to get into office. We don't really have a chance. And so they want to reform that. And I think, you know, Republicans are all about winning elections for what? Power. So we know the obvious. They just want to take away the vote because they want to retain power. They're afraid that they're being eliminated. They're older white men you know, on their way out, the world, the, the country is changing, you know, people see things differently now and they're more geared to voting uh, Democrat or forming a whole new party. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, but I think that we have to look back at the decision um, the Supreme Court had made in 2013 and, you know, really look at what was going on at that time. You know, um, President Obama had just won re-election against uh, Mitt Romney. He had got 65 million votes. He won the popular vote by 5 million. Um, And Republicans were pissed because their whole mission at that time was to make Obama a one-term president, and they failed. And, you know, in that, Shelby County in Alabama sued Attorney General Eric Holder uh, regarding the cost constitutionality of the two provisions that were in the Voting Rights Act, um, five, which required certain states and legal governments to obtain federal preclearance before implementing any changes to their voting election laws, their voting laws, and 4B, which um, contained the coverage formula that determined which jurisdictions were subject to preclearance based on histories of discrimination in voting. Um, and so what happened was that the Supreme Court voted five to four that Section 4B was unconstitutional, which then opened everybody up to not having to deal with the preclearance, so, so to speak. Because um, immediately states started to enact laws that would be broke, um, that would be otherwise uh, blocked by the you know, Texas was one of them. They immediately enacted a voter ID. Um, Justice uh, John Roberts, though, who, who who issued the ruling, ruling, he said that, and I quote, coverage today is based on decades old data and eradicated practices. 
the formula captures states by reference to literacy tests and lower voter voter registration and turnout in the 1960s and early 1970s. But such tests have been based on, have been banned nationwide for 40 years. And voter registration and turnout numbers in the covered states have risen dramatically in the years since. Racial disparity in those numbers were compelling evidence justifying the preclearance remedy and the coverage formula. This is no longer such a disparity. So basically, you know, he was saying that, you know, take all that jargon. Jargon. He was basically (laughs) saying that the fact that we elected a black president twice showed that, you know, the racial disparity in voting was no longer an issue or that's what he was, you know. Right. Um, But then... because he said, although it's although the disparity, any racial disparity is no yeah. good in voting, well, he's leaving it to Congress to rewrite it to make exactly. sense for today. But what research had shown was that the preclearance actually led to increase in minority congressional representation and minority turnout. So five years later, after that ruling, you've already you had a thousand U.S. polling places closed many in in the black communities, you know? Yes. And, you know, and, you know, and when I say all that is like you were saying, I mean, Republicans have really never hid their true intentions. Like I know campaign finance and, you know, redistricting and all that is part of their plan, but it all falls Mm -hmm. into the grand plan is, you know, that they feel like, like you were saying, they can't win when when people vote. When too many people vote, they can't win. And that was proven again because in 2020, the presidential election, um, that was the biggest, you know, that was the, that was, more votes were cast in that election in, in, than any election in U.S. history. And that's why they're afraid of immigration. Because again, they don't want to try to enact things or have a platform that would help the people. So instead of doing that, they're gonna they're going to try to stop immigration. They're gonna try to stop you from voting because they will stand up there and say that this is to protect the integrity of voting. But why would you want to limit the amount of polling places or limit the amount of drop boxes or days that you can vote? We've had discussions before that the uh the election should be a, a, a national holiday or uh you know for us so everybody will have a chance to go and vote because no they're not outright putting out these laws that say we're restricting african americans and people brown and you know black and brown people from voting they're doing it in in a way where it's in certain areas uh you know and you're taking away you know what people you know that people have to work and they go to the polling places after work. So you're taking you, so you're cutting down the amount of hours that you're allowed to work when they know that these people are on a lower income and don't have the the ability to take off. We're in California, so they give us what is it, two hours mm-hmm. to vote? So, you know, we're a lucky state, but all of those the, we definitely know those states that have a history of restricting voting is not they're not gonna no, give that. I mean, like you were saying. Well, one of the things that was in the Florida People's Act was to make voting a national holiday, you know, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, which just seems, you know, if you really want true representation 
and you really want the people to speak, then you should want to make it as easy as possible for everyone to vote. Everybody. Republicans have shown time and time again that that they're absolutely against. I mean, and the thing is, like I said, they don't even hide it anymore. They, you know, McConnell, a lot of them have said flat out, the more people that vote, we're going to lose. Um, You know, even with the For the People Act, one of their main arguments, they were saying that Democrats were trying to change the rules in order to To make it easier for them to to win. win. And when you look at it, you know, you're like, well, okay, what rules are they trying to change to make it easier for them to win? They're trying to. Because every every rule that you guys put out, every new voter law that you guys have presented has changed the landscape of voting and restricted. And I know that there's um, there they they filed they they're suing these states that has have enacted these restrictive laws. But it's just like. Well, like you said, bold face. And I'm wondering how Roberts sees this now. Or was he just part of the whole grand scheme? He knew that this well, country I mean, is, has gone nowhere near out of the way, out of the realm of racism. I mean, you know, and he just, you know, I don't know about. Because he surprises yeah, me sometimes. But let's not forget. Even though the Supreme Court is not supposed to be partisan, it's partisan, especially now. Yes. Now. You know? Um, with the judges that Trump put in. So, you know, I have zero confidence, zero, that these lawsuits that are going, you know, that are going against these states are going to pass, go, you know, are going to get overturned in the Supreme Court. Even if, even if Robert was to join the Democrats, like, you know, join the, the liberal justices like he has done in some things it's still five to four Mm -hmm. you know um and so i I don't see that happening but but how can they justify that these new laws are to protect uh the integrity of voting like how can the supreme court look at these laws that have been enacted after the election um and because and, and and say that yes these are just laws and it's to protect because you know we had a whole situation about the the election and michigan is one of those places right where they were saying it was this large spread voter fraud that the republicans did a whole audit of it and found that there were no signs of fraud and yet still they say that they would do a arizona style audit. Well, i mean a lot of so it's like I mean, where they, where is our justice they've been talking out of both sides of their mouth you know well you have some republicans some, I mean, even, you know, more conservative courts, because these were judges that Trump and McConnell put in that have said that there's no election fraud. But then you have, like I was saying in the lead, you have these sickle fans, these Republican sickle fans that just, mm-hmm. you know, they keep trying to, to push this big lie that there was this massive voter fraud and so on and so forth. And so based on, you know, their whole reasoning is based on this mystical uh voter fraud that we need all these new laws you know and a lot of these new laws are in states that he won well it, well that but they're also in states that he lost they're also <laughs> a lot of them are in the states that the the quote unquote swing states that he lost like you know of course we were talking about but republicans yeah, well, won no, like georgia they lost some you know 
And yeah. They, they... Well, you know, honestly, though, Georgia, the, the Senate seats, he may have lost that for oh, them. Oh, he definitely lost that for them. It, uh-huh. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, mm-hmm. and buts about it. But he was, he was saying mm-hmm. that the fact that he lost the state that was based on massive fraud. You know, they did. Yeah, in Arizona. Well, yeah, of course, two counties. Two, two, count- county, yeah, county. two counties, Fulton County, Black. You know, DeKalb <laughs> uh-huh. County, Black. Black. Um, and then, of course, they, you know, they had a lot of these laws in Arizona. Again, a state that he felt that he should have won. And he lost. Um, but see, it was the Native American vote, I believe, in Arizona that put Biden over the top. It doesn't top. matter so what the vote is. The, yeah, it doesn't matter true. what the vote is. He's just saying it is fraud. That's true. Yeah. Logically, mm-hmm. yes, it was the Native American yep. vote. But illogically, you know, we've heard what they think. They think that, you yes. know, there was a 40 or 50,000 Chinese vote, votes coming from China on bamboo paper. <laughs> Don't forget yeah, the paper. On bamboo, on Don't bamboo forget paper, the paper. Right? So, yes. yeah, I mean, but they're using. But don't forget, there's a machine, yeah. too. There's a machine. Exactly. So they're using these fallacies to, you know, to uh, support the, the, these sure. laws that they're coming into. But when you really look at it, you know, when we're talking about why they're scared. It's because, like you you alluded to, the landscape of the country is changing. You know, gener- uh, Generation Z is the newest of, of the eligible voters, and it is 48 percent mm-hmm. non-white, which is the most mm-hmm. diverse, you know, the most diverse generation ever in the United States. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing about Generation Z is that for the most part, they're really politically involved. Right. Yes. And, you know, there's sc- white people are scared or though, you know, a section of white people, the, the older, older white people are, are these white, the white supremacists, I guess that's the best way to say it. The white supremacists yes, yes, yes. are scared that they're going to lose what they deem is their country. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but when you look at it and this is what's interesting is what the pandemic has shown us is that the divide between the haves and the haves nots is actually, the gap is actually increasing, right? Yes. Um, (laughs) And as of 2019, the average black family, the net worth of the average black family was about one eighth of the net worth of the average white family. Right. And the other funny thing, the other crazy thing is, you know, the 117th Congress, the con- the current Congress, you know, it's been loud, lauded because they're saying it's the most diverse Congress in U.S. history. Yes. Well, it's 77 percent white and 73 percent male. And that's the divert- most diverse. <laughs> right. So yes. that's why the Republicans are doing the gerrymandering. And if people don't know what gerrymandering is is when you change the voting district boundaries to favor yourself, you know, and that's where the Mm -hmm. census comes in and stuff like that. That's why they're trying to, you know, they were doing all that foolish stuff with the census and stuff like that. 
And that's why they had that. That's why Trump was trying to round up the um, exactly. immigrants who, who who didn't have papers because they didn't and, or make them afraid to sign mm-hmm. the census, which would give Republicans. Yeah, more. that's what they, and used, they did. I think yeah, they that's took what a, they used the census. I think they benefited more from the well, census. Well, that's what they're using um, the census for this, or trying to, you know, even suppress the census, you know, so that we have less representation. Because, again, what they're worried about. When, when we vote, you know, what's the problem with them, with us voting? You know, we've, we've said plenty of times that it's about the vote, but you have to really look at what's the problem with us voting. Well, if we vote, it's not just about presidential. It's about the lower stuff. You know, we yes. have more representation. Yes. Most important to me is the, lo- yeah, the lower more stuff representation is the most important. At a local level, even at the Senate, le- you know, and at the congressional State. level, the national level, we have more representation. You know, like I said, 77 percent is white right now and 73 percent is male. That has not that does not look like, quote unquote, America. America. No, it doesn't. You know, and so what they're scared of is allowing us to vote and making Congress and making the lower level of political stuff look more like America. You know, more black people, more Mm -hmm. Hispanics, more Asians. You know, just much more diverse people. That's what they're scared of because they know that if yeah, Native Americans, you know, they know that if Congress or you know, just all the political, uh, the political landscape is more diverse, then the laws are going to become more diverse in favor, and the opportunities will become more. You know, it's a trickle down effect, Mm -hmm. and so they don't want that. They're trying to, like you said, they're trying to hold on to power. But it's not just. And that's the only trickle down effect that works. When you give millionaires and billionaires more benefits, that trickle down effect does not work. But what you just spoke of, getting more people in the state level, the local level and the national level to represent you. That's when the trickle down works. Because the more of, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's just natural, the more diverse the the, the electric, I mean, the, you know, the Congress or the, the lawmakers are obviously. They're going to, you know, bring issues that are going, you know, are going to try to pass laws and stuff that deal with issues within the communities. But how how are the Republicans so successful with their big lies when, like you said, they don't even really hide it? Is it just that they're successful with the white supremacists? And if so, how does that translate into winning elections? Unfortunately. Too many of us, like I said, you know, like Generation Z, you know, like I said, they're more politically involved, but that does not necessarily that they're more politically aware, you know, or understanding truly what's going on. You know, that you see it, you know, they get on, you know, especially like environmental issues and stuff. They're really into it and stuff like that. But other issues, they're not necessarily. You know, and the older electorate, you know, again, we're not always everybody, society in general, everybody is not really paying attention to everything that's going on in the world or in our country. And so, you know, Republicans have the big megaphone. Um, They use it better than Democrats use it. You know, Demo- I mean, the problem with Democrats, one of, the, one of the biggest problems with Democrats right now is that they continue 
to tell us what we don't want. Yes. You, know, you don't want Trump. Yes, we know that already. You know, we, we they don't they, focus instead on of focusing on need. what are you going to do to improve our lives? You know, then mm-hmm. it's it, a lot of it has to do with messaging. And that's why the Republicans win, because they 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 stay on message. You know, they they use their boogeyman theories and they stay on message, you know, and then they have Fox News that pumps the same boogeyman theories and all this. And they you know, they're very good at that. Democrats aren't as good at that. And they and, and again, it comes down to a lot of times Democrats trying to play nice play by the quote unquote rules when Republicans say, fuck the rules. This is what we're going to do. And they do it. And I understand that the democratic uh, party is more diverse than the Republican party. You have the, you know, the, the new senators like the squad, but we spoke about this before, you know, because there's, they like to fight in front of the camera, right. With each other. The Republicans are steadfast in what they're going to do, regardless if they agree with it or Mm -hmm. not. Right. Senator um, McConnell gets his people in line regardless of how they feel. I feel like I I appreciate the squad for calling out things, but I also feel like they're sometimes not realistic on how negotiation works or because we we've talked about how Democrats are frustrating because they're always willing to give up the biggest thing just to get a deal. So that is frustrating. And I, and I, and I appreciate these senators that will step up and speak about that. But I also feel like sometimes they're just not realistic. No, I, well, you know, no, the progressive wing of the Democrats, they have a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things that they, they want that I agree with, but unfortunately, yes. you know, the, they don't understand negotiations. Like you can, I mean, and, and this is just in life period. Like you can have like a laundry list of stuff that you want. But when you have to deal with an opposing party, they're going to have a laundry list of stuff that they're going to want. Nobody in negotiations is going to get everything that they want in their in their laundry list. Now, understood. This is this is not a normal negoci- negotiation <laughs> between two people who are who are genuinely willing to come to a you know in goal. This is truly a different circumstance. I understand that. Uh, but if we can't get anything done because we have two senators who we don't know what they represent, <laughs> so we can't even get anything done under the Democratic Party. They're talking about doing things that we can't do. I just feel like, I, you know, Nancy gets her people in line. Sometimes. She does. But at the but, same time, you know, yeah. The thing is, and this is the problem with the progressives, like with Bernie, they have more of an all or nothing mentality a lot of times. Like if they can't get everything they want, then, you know, they have issues. But that's the that's just like the well, Republicans. Well, it is like the Republicans as well. Yeah, way. Republicans. But Republicans, yeah, so it's like you well, have right these now, wings. like you were saying, it's not even a normal negotiation in that sense, because Republicans go into negotiations a lot of times already saying, Already saying knowing. that they're not going to do it mm-hmm. before they, yeah, they read anything. Even, they're they're, they're just going it. into it. You know, it's not what they call uh, honest and fair negotiations. They're not even they're not even open minded. What the Republicans are not honest yeah, and fair. I mean, they're just they're what? just going in, going in there already ready to say no, or 
they'll send somebody that actually might be wanting to uh, negotiate. But then you have McConnell and them already saying, no, this is not going to happen. Um, so how does that resonate to people like they're getting things done when they already walk in? Well, the door I mean, that's what I'm saying. And that's where. And how do you brag about something after you after you denied it and then go to again, your state and brag about it? Because that they don't people, know? again, they're, they feed on the fact that they know that people really don't know what's going on in the world in the country. But Fox News was 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 condemning the stimulus package. So everybody who watched Fox News thought the stimulus package was no good. But then when it came out and everybody was happy, they could go in there and say that, oh, look what I did for my state when you voted against it. Because I think that's what the right white rage is. It doesn't matter <laughs> what the truth is. I just want to be angry well, about I mean, that, these. That's a uh, whole you know. other subject matter. But yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that they, they flip flop is nothing new. I mean, Republicans will sit there and tell you the sky is green. And then when you go out there and say it's blue, they say, oh, yeah, I told you it was blue. No, you didn't. You, you yeah. said it was green. No, they. I mean, they do that all the time. There's nothing. I mean, Trump was a master at that. You know, he would say some shit. Yes. And then when you call him on it, no, I didn't say that. That's fake news. Even though it was yeah. on tape. Don't believe, <laughs> we could rerun yeah, like, it back, sir. Don't believe what your ears <laughs> Don't believe your, your lying ears ear. <laughs> like, I literally, yeah. Your lying like, yeah. ears. I mean, so they, they're masters at that. And their following goes for it. You know, um, mm-hmm. but then you have that. So how do we get? But then you also have ahead, this I'm section sorry. of people who get their news off of Facebook or YouTube. And it's just like quick little headlines. You know, they'll read the headlines. They don't read the stories, you know, and or they'll, you know, it's like telephone now. You know, one person hears something and then they get, they go down yes. the line and by the time it gets to 10th person, it's changed into something totally different and people, you know, run with it. Um, that's the danger of, of social media. Um, but, you know, Republicans, like I said, they're just better at getting their message out. It might be the message is bullshit, but they're better at getting their message out. And the. So how do we get something like the For the People Act passed? Or do we just have to deal with the fact that they're going to try to restrict voting and we just need to go out there and do it regardless? Like all these things, there's only one remedy for everything. And that's the vote. You know, that's mm-hmm. like I was I said a while back is, you know, you can't get a lot of times a lot of these laws. Because they can't just outright tell you you can't vote. You know, a lot of these laws are made to try to discourage voting. You know, they're very good at discouraging voting. And so what we have to do is regardless of the barriers that they put up, we have to just put it in our minds that we're not going to allow them to stop us from voting. You know, you know, like in Georgia. okay, we we can't we can't give each other water and stuff to vote. Okay, well, let's figure out another way you know, and stuff like that. Don't let that deter you. You know, um, if there's a loophole in that, use it. Yeah. Cause they damn sure will find loopholes. But we just can't, you know, we just cannot allow them to deter us because that's what, 
That's really what they're trying to do because they can't just out and out say we can't vote anymore. Um, they're just trying to use laws to make it harder for us to vote. You know, if we need to show ID, then make sure you get your ID so that you can show right. it. But they're doing that again. I know that the Obama administration made it possible for um, undocumented immigrants to get driver's licenses. But that's the main reason I believe the ID. Well, law no, I mean, it's, it's, older... it's that. But, you know, it's it's not it's not just undocumented people. It's it's a lot of because student IDs used to be mm-hmm. OK, but now student so whatever I, okay. you know, again, whatever they're trying to use to discourage, learn about it. Okay, if I need to get an ID, then get an ID, you know. And for people who can't afford it, we need to make sure we fundraising to help people get whatever well, that's what it is. The, that that's they what need. the community. That's what the that. community. That's what the grassroots community groups need to do. Like, okay, put funds mm-hmm. together and say, okay, if mm-hmm. people can't, we can we, help. We'll do, a, we'll do an ID drive. You know. Uh-huh. Fundraise, get an ID drive. Actually, take people to the DMV. The people that might not be able to get to the DMV, yeah. flood the yeah. DMV Have one day and get everybody, or yeah, like a, a month or whatever. Just flood the DMV with people to get IDs. I mean, so we have to get creative. Like they're getting creative, we have to get counter creative and not let it stop us. Then, once we take over the Senate, completely take over the Senate completely take over uh, well we have the house keep the house then we can go in and change these laws we can then mm-hmm. pass a for the people's act you know get 60 senators in uh, in office or but like you said about the state level you also have to get these like we, we could pass the for the mm-hmm. people act but you also need to get these senators i mean mm-hmm. these governors and mayors and out of out of office who clearly don't have of your course. best interest well, yeah it trickles down yeah we have to get those out uh-huh. You know, so that we can, uh-huh. you know, if we get like if Stacey Abrams or if Stacey Abrams is to run in Georgia again and she wins, then she can get rid she of needs to win. the Voting yeah. Rights Act, that voting bill, that voter suppression bill they have. You know, if because a lot of people also when they vote, they will only vote for the president and leave everything else yeah. blank. I mean, and the president is not the one who is going to help. Well, that's again, that's a lack of knowledge of of how your government works and why it's so important to make sure, you know, the local and the state levels sometimes are more even more important than uh, the presidential levels. Or they're at least equally as important, Mm -hmm. you know, because if you don't have stuff, your good proper representation on your local and state level, it doesn't matter who's who's the president. You know, because if Trump won the presidency and the Democrats had the House and the Senate, it would have been a whole other Yeah, you know, because story. a lot of people still believe wrongly that the president is the one who passes laws. I think mm-hmm. if people had a better fundamental understanding that it the laws are passed by the lawmakers, your Congress people, you know, your you know, your House of Representatives, your senators, um, the, your governors, your your mayors, those are your lawmakers. If people had a fundamental... But that's what you said before. That was by design. They took government mm-hmm. out of schools. Yeah. The, that's the basic fundamentals of how the government works. It's not even having to delve deep into the inner workings of the government. That is just the basics of how government works, just to know that those, you know, these. this is the, you know, how it goes, the checks and balances. They took it out of school 
ushered in, you know, reality TV like we spoke about because that's they would like a dumber society. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people even know that there's a state, you know, state level, you know, Congress and stuff, you know, Congress on the state mm-hmm. level. Supreme yeah, and all Court. That. Yeah. Um, they just think mm-hmm. everything's national, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think. Well, one, we need to teach. We have to get civics back into school, but they don't want that. Um, Mm -hmm. And two, I mean, if, you know, again, even with them taking civics out of school, then the people that do know civics or do have an understanding have a responsibility to try to teach others so that, um, you know, we can kind of understand. Like, you know, it frustrates me to know, and as you know, a lot of times when these uh leaders so to speak or people who have these large platforms you know they make these statements and stuff that completely have nothing you know are completely against how government works and all their followers you know sometimes in the hundreds of thousands or millions you know they trust them for their information or whatnot and they, you know, it's just a bunch of ignorance. You have a bunch of people who wind up being ignorant. I feel like we have people in the Congress and in the Senate that don't really know how government works. That's that's scary, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's true as well. But, you know, I, you I know, just think like people need to, you know, if you're going to give information, give it outright. You know, and, and I think you have a, a responsibility, especially when you have all these followers and stuff. And you understand that. A lot of these people are basically going on your word that you you have a responsibility to explain people, explain to people what's really going on. Um, Because they present they're presenting their opinions as fact. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're they're presenting the way they feel as a factual statement, which it is. I mean, even if you want to, even even with your opinion, you still need to. No, the well, I mean, like, yes, I, you can yes. have an opinion. I don't care about that. You can tell people your opinion, but just make sure you have your facts right. Right. Don't say a state. Don't make a statement like Biden sure talks a good game, but he doesn't talk. But he do, he won't pass reparations. Well, no, Biden can't pass reparations. Not by himself. You know, the power of the purse. Because what is an executive order of reparations going to do? He can't executive order reparations, right? Because it's budgetary. It's the power of the purse lies with Congress. Congress has the power Mm -hmm. of the purse. They say Mm -hmm. it all the damn time. So something like that would have to pass Congress. So if we want reparations or we want the For the People's Act or we want any of these things, the pressure point is Congress. We have to get people in Congress that one support whatever our agenda is. So if it's the And Congress is the two branches, the Senate and the House. Exactly. You know, Mm -hmm. so that's the pressure point for these type of for a national bill, that's the pressure point. And then the pressure point becomes the president. You put the pressure on the president and say, okay, when Mm -hmm. when they pass this bill, Will you sign it? Or now, will you sign it? We we expect you to sign this bill (laughs) when it comes to your desk. 
that's when you put the pressure point. Yeah. We have the shit reversed. I mean, we're not putting any pressure on the Congress. We're putting the pressure on the president. Only. You know, which is which is all fine and dandy. You know, that's why, you know, not but the right pressure, like pressure him for things that he has control exactly. over. Um you know, that's why also, you know, you know, it 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 drives me crazy to no end when people people say, well, what did, what did Obama do for black people? You know, Mm -hmm. again, forgetting that he can't just executive order stuff for black America. And, you know, also forgetting that in 2010, we didn't show up at the ballot box to elect people that would help him with his agenda. And the man stood on TV and said, my main agenda is to make sure that he exactly. doesn't Exactly, and we didn't, we didn't show so, up in 2014 again to help him get people that would help support. And that's why 2024 is very exactly. important. So, you know. Let's not repeat the same mistakes. And that's, again, why they want to take it away from us. But we can't, because, you know, I know a, a lot of people, when we talk about certain things in this country, they say, oh, we can't allow such and such to hold us back or I made it out of this. So who's holding me back or who's doing? Yes, these there's laws in this country that work very hard to hold you back. That doesn't stop us and it shouldn't stop us from voting. You know, it shouldn't stop us, like you said, from getting the IDs that we need, registering early if we want to vote by mail, making sure that whatever it is that they said that we need to do in order for our votes to be validated, that we do that what they say, cross the T's and dot exactly. the I's. I mean, that's really what we have to do. Um, we can't just throw our arms up and say, oh, well, um, they're doing this. And so we're not going right. to use that as an excuse not to vote or, you know, in a bigger right. picture, use it as an excuse not to do something. You know, we have to, you know, yes, we have to, you know, jump loops and hoops and, and all this other stuff for, you know, for something that we shouldn't, but what's right. the, what, what we, I mean, alternative we, at this exactly. point, at the end of the day, are you going to let them win or are you going to, are you going to fight? Exactly. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. And once again, thank you for listening. We would like to send our thoughts and prayers to the families in Miami where a building collapsed and approximately 150 people are still unaccounted for. Next week, we'll discuss the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act as well as infrastructure. Make sure to follow us on social media at Elevated Minds. That's E-L-E-V-8-E-D-M-I-N-D-Z. Peace and blessings. And until next time, keep it elevated. It's the meeting of the minds. Let's get elevated. Let's get elevated. Uh-huh.